Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Miller. I run a real estate team here in Blaine called the Tyler Miller Team, very cleverly named. Um, but I started this podcast because I wanted to raise the bar in the real estate industry. A lot of my colleagues and myself feel, feel that the bar is pretty low. There's not a lot of uh, resources and help out there for, for agents when they need it. And uh, I know a lot of amazing real estate agents throughout the Twin Cities and throughout the country that I know would love to give back and, and hopefully help um, level up everyone's business. And so today we are joined by an absolute rock star, one of the nicest people that I know, and um, just a genius when it comes to real estate. Um, this is her first podcast ever as well, which I'm very honored to have her here. And uh, I'd love to introduce everybody to the wonderful Julie DeRoche. So thank you Tyler. for joining us. The audience is going wild. Um, but yeah, super pumped to have you on. I know that you're crazy busy. You run an amazing real estate team. You've been seen on Twin Cities Live for... How many years I think now? I've been doing it for seven years now. Seven years on uh -huh. Twin Cities Live. Every time I see my mom, she's like, "Do you know the, the Des Roachers? <laughs> I see them on TV all the time." I'm like, yeah, mom, she's my business partner. We've partied in Mexico together. We're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so many people know you guys, and um, just again, honored to have you on. So thank you for joining. Very excited to be here. You have so much knowledge to give. There's no way we're going to cover it all in a quick hour here. But I'm hoping that you can give a few people out there listening just a, a couple little tips. And so really quick before we get into that, let's start with just like who's Julie DeRoche? Like tell us about how you got in the industry, maybe anything about your personal life that's important, and then just maybe share some accolades, uh, numbers, that type of stuff so that people know who they're really listening to here. Yeah, well, start with how I got into the industry. Uh, after college, I got into event planning. I thought I wanted to be an event planner. I mm -hmm. love entertaining and hosting parties yep. and doing all that stuff. So uh, I worked for a small startup and uh, realized I did not like throwing parties for other people <laughs> uh, that you don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, And it was a lot of weddings and dealing with uh, mothers of the brides. They're just the worst. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, you always think the bride is the worst, but yeah, I bet you the mom is pretty tough. Yeah, mom is like way worse than the bride. <laughs> so, <laughs> fun fact all you moms out there with your daughters getting married, just chill. Yeah, okay. and I didn't, I never would have realized that because I had like the most laid back, uh, most awesome moms. So yeah. then when I got into that, it was like eye opening. But, um, and then so doing that, I decided I wanted to get out of that industry, and I also just didn't love working for someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, I know everybody says that probably, but uh, I worked for a really great lady, but she wasn't that great of a delegator. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to like do my own thing. Yeah. So I was trying to think of something I could get into where I didn't have to work for anybody. Yep. And I had always been interested in investing in real estate. And I knew that eventually I would want to invest in real estate. And that whole aspect of real estate really intrigued me. Mm -hmm. So I decided, why not? Let's go get my license. Seemed I mean, it sounds bad to say, but it's so easy for realtors to go get their yeah. license. Low low barrier of entry for yeah. sure. So that was an 04. Okay. Um, that was an interesting 24. time to get in the market. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so went in. like, And once I make a decision, I usually just make a decision and go full force into yep. it. So got my license, um, started at Coldwell Banker in Burnsville, mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of... Grew my business from there. I was on my own for a little bit. Joined someone's team, a family friend. Uh, I joined her team for a little bit. I didn't know that. 
Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I was on it, Patty Iverson. I was on her team. So you were a team member. I was a team member. Her, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was me, her, and Melissa, her assistant. Okay. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then I was started dating Daniel. Wow. Daniel DeRoche, <laughs> which again, oh my gosh, what an amazing person. Your life is just so fun. Like, he he is. Yeah. He's just, yes. He Never a dull moment with never, Daniel. Never. Mm-mm. Which I'm sure at times is like, will you just be normal for a minute? Yeah, but, but it's what I really time, love about him. Like, yeah. It's totally what drew me so to him. we all love about him. Yeah. That he's quirky. Yes. But he knows, and he knows what he wants. He knows what he likes. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So once... You know, we, I was selling real estate. He had had a small team yep. at that point. And uh, once we moved in together, we decided we should probably work together. Yep. So I joined the team once we moved in together. And uh, from there, we really grew it. We got married in 08. And throughout the recession and stuff, we grew it. Yeah. Um, so we didn't go down in um, sales. We grew it and really kind of turned it into a business. You mm-hmm. know, and that was my goal was to really turn it into an actual business, not just a couple realtors selling real estate together with an assistant. Right. So we added on as we grew. We had one assistant when I started with them, and then we had we a listing coordinator and a transaction coordinator, and we separated it. And this was in 08, 09, when teams weren't like huge, right? There were not a lot of teams, yeah. no. So this no. was very innovative stuff you guys were doing. Yeah. I mean, then. there we had a lot of business, and um, we needed the help of and support of other team members to handle all the business. Yep. And uh, we needed the support of, we realized, and which, you know, I think a lot of people make that mistake initially. They just don't hire someone to do the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Right. You know, we're, our goal is to be out in front of people. Yep. And that's what we should be doing as realtors and try to leverage all that other stuff behind the scenes. Yep. So, yeah, so we've grown um, to right now, uh, we have 42 agents. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. 15 staff. We're in four states, so we're in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Florida, and Arizona, mm-hmm. and trying to grow Florida and Arizona mm-hmm. uh, a lot right now. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of grew farther than I ever would have imagined when mm-hmm. I first got into it. Yeah, you know. So, and we last year we sold uh, almost four hundred homes. Wow, three hundred ninety-three. Yeah, wish we were at the four hundred. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you mad. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bought seven rentals just to, exactly. just to get there. Yeah, and about one hundred ninety-one million in volume. So, in case you didn't put two and two together, I'm sitting across from one of the top uh, agents teams in the entire state of Minnesota. Uh, I, I don't know exactly where you guys rank, but I know you're in the top ten for sure. Yeah, I think we're five or six. Yeah, like so. If you guys can't learn something today from this person, this amazing person, um, you're, you're you're missing the boat completely because uh, sh- they have obviously had success since day one, um, and recently obviously started growing the team, taking on different roles, which mm-hmm. is um, a super cool. Like so, right now you're not technically like selling a ton yourself, right? Right. I will like you know I'm going like this afternoon. I'm going to meet with a client who mm-hmm. has some rental properties that she wants to sell that has been a client forever. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, it's stuff like the people like that. you want to work with at this point. You're not out there like calling internet leads. And no. Yep. And even like anybody, like even our close Daniel tries to take most of the business. So Daniel's 
Daniel's role is listing appointments, being with buy, like his just is being in front of people. Yep. And I've taken the role of running the company. We have a COO, Cody. Mm-hmm. So it's more, you know, he reports to me. It's more me managing everybody through him yep. and kind of coming up with the big goals and vision and all that stuff for the team. You kind of have the trifecta there you have. If you want to learn how to run a business, talk to Julie. If you want to learn how to sell houses and crush, you know, your sphere and referrals, Daniel. Yeah. And then if you want to get just yoked out of your mind, jacked, <laughs> talk to Cody Gladue, uh, because the dude is a freaking beast in the he gym. Is. I love Cody. Um, Very disciplined. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Uh, so yeah, got you got it all going on, girl. I love it. Um, but so let's get into kind of the meat and potatoes of of what this podcast is about, which is hopefully giving some people some just some little tips um, to apply to their business. So for those of you guys listening. If you're listening to it for the first time, this is the part of the podcast you want to like take a few notes, and I would encourage you, and I'm sure Julie will say the same thing, pick like one or two things. Don't try to just do everything that Julie's going to say because you're just going to get overwhelmed and it's just you're never going to end up doing it. So pick one or two things, the easy things you can apply to your business because those little easy things are the things, in, I guess, in my experience that... Um, if you do them consistently enough, have a huge impact versus trying to take on this huge project that you're never going to accomplish. Yep. Right. So um, the question that I have for you, Julie, is what do you feel is the is one thing, the one thing you do in your business that makes you a top producer or did make you a top producer or makes your team a top producer? And then just let's go deep into that. Yeah. Um, I think it would be our client experience. So yep. the process is really important to us. We, I haven't run the numbers yet for this year, but in 2022, 85% of our business was repeat referral. That's amazing. So for the team, for everybody. Yeah. And when you're selling 400 houses, like you would think, you know, uh, half of them are internet leads or whatever, right? Yeah. Some sort of relationship you have with a lender or whatever. And it's like, nope, 85% is still referral based even with that many sales. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah. And we still do the internet stuff and we still do that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, um, and that's more to help grow our team and help our team members. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's the client experience and we have a, we have like a whole dedicated staff to the whole client experience. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for us that that is duplicatable for every agent on our team. Right. So we want people to come to DeRoche Realty Group and whether they work with Daniel or they work with um, Tina or they work with Cole on the team, they're going to have the same experience other than the personality of the realtors. They're going to have the same experience behind the scenes from our transaction staff, listing staff, um, as they would with anybody that they worked with. Do all realtors on your team wear toe socks to provide (laughs) that experience like Daniel does? Uh, There's two other (laughs) realtors on our team that wear toe socks that hike with Daniel and that's okay, it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So maybe you're, you know, if you want the toe socks guy, you got to go to Daniel. Yes, basically. exactly. But everything else is going to be pretty, pretty uh, duplicatable. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. Cool. Well, so, you know, you you have the floor. We can get into whatever you want on that. But I think a lot of people they're not running a, f- a fifty person team. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, there's probably some people out there that that are gonna maybe get there someday. But most that's that's just that's a lot. So maybe get into you know when you guys like maybe things you were doing when you were smaller yep. that you ha- still apply to the experience today that you think is a must do for any agent out there the building the relationship and that's the biggest thing i see where people fail other realtors um i've talked to realtors and they were like oh god i want to i don't want to go out to lunch with this person mm-hmm. like 
in my head, I'm like, why are you a realtor? Why are you in this industry? Yeah, like it's relationships. It's relationships. It's people. If you don't like people or relationships, you should not be a realtor. Agreed. So it's like, or what, you should hire people to do the stuff you don't want to do. Then, yeah, right? maybe if you're a good operator and you, yeah. yeah, that's totally fine. But don't be the person that's going out with clients. Um, so I, I see a lot of people that don't build a personal relationship with them and don't make it fun. Mm-hmm. And like when back when I was taking buyers out, like my whole goal was to one provide them a really great service of I'm their eyes, their ears, their I'm walking into the house, I'm supposed to point out the stuff that they're not going to pick up on, yep. the negative stuff. They're going to walk in and love it, but I'm right. looking for the, the stuff that's going to be cost money down the road. But above all that, like the process should be fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a lot of, like, a lot of that happening. And mm-hmm. especially it's, it is too bad with COVID and everything and um, the way the market's been where you just have to get into a house right away. I know. It you takes know. some of the fun out of it when you're just like, hey, guys, I, I know we just got here, but there's 10 offers. Yes. And what do you want to do? And back when I started, like literally, we'd get in a car and we'd we'd look at ten houses that day, and you'd be so with them all day. Did you drive people around? Drove people in around your car? all the time. And I think it's so important, even till this day, if you can get people in your car with you, even if you're looking at two or three homes, just say, "Hey, I'll pick you up here. I'll pick you up at home," because you get to talk, you get to like learn more about them mm-hmm. while you're not in the house. Do you have agents on your team that do that? Yes, we do. Really? Yep. Because mm-hmm. I've never done that. Yep. But uh, but I've I've heard you say that before. And like, are there clients that push back on that? Um, some do. They're like, oh no, we'll just meet you there. Yeah, some do. But, um, but a lot of them are open to it. Yeah. Just because you probably set it up uh, expectation up front, like this is what we do. You're yeah. gonna get in the car with us. We're gonna learn more about what you're looking for. Get you to know you. You don't have to better. worry about following me to a house or figuring out yeah, where to speeding go. Speeding through a yellow light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I just had one of our team members just had um, a family member of an of one of our staff come into town, and they drove around all day. They looked at homes and. Um, they the the clients commented on how great it was that they spent the whole day together in yeah. the car, and you know he had snacks and drinks for them, and just made the experience a cool experience. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, so so talk more about like some of the the things that you know you say. I want to you want to make it fun. You want to get to know them. Are there little things that you have built into your process to like make that actually happen? Like to make it fun. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Uh, feed people feed people yeah, yeah number one people love food people love food mm-hmm. uh so if i'm we're, if we're looking at a lot of homes we'll stop for lunch break mm-hmm. um if we've looked at three homes we will try our hardest to say hey let's go grab a drink let's go drop grab a bite to eat appetizer something to talk about the homes yeah uh just re- and you know i've done we've done that and then you spend two hours out with people yeah. having fun but it, guess what that leads to referrals referrals relationships yeah like right. they they the more people get to know you and love you and trust you mm-hmm. and the more you're different than everybody else the more they're going to go tell people about you you know it's funny what you just said i always say to people um other realtors like hey we got to get them to know us like us and trust us but you just said know us love us mm-hmm. and trust us which that subtle difference though like yeah. I, I i would agree like that is probably your guys as like mantra for like i doubt you say like ever i think you probably always say love you know what i mean which which is like if you guys take anything away from today i think that is a great little nuance that most agents say know us like us trust us you're saying love yes yeah it's totally a different it 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 raises the game it levels it up right right the podcast there you go um but no i love that so okay what else do you guys do um so like we do and staying on the whole feeding people and yep. like uh after the transactions closed um 
we for 10 years daniel and i threw housewarming parties yeah for like every client for every right? client when they bought if they wanted one you know we give them the option do you want to have a housewarming party or do you want to go we started by just going out to eat with people mm -hmm. so we do like a celebration night out and we'd pick a fancy restaurant you don't want to pick like Applebee's, you know, <laughs> get that bourbon street steak. Even we'd have like clients say, Oh, well, we can just go to Applebee's. No, no, no. Like you want to take them somewhere. They, yeah. Where have you been? never been? Like I, I actually learned this, this weekend, like someone asked, what's a bucket list item? Like what's a bucket list restaurant that you want to go to? Yep. I just did this the other day. Uh, someone bought four houses with us in the last mm -hmm. year. And I was like, just pick a place. They're like, you ever been to Travail in Robbinsdale, which is like a serving or awesome. a, a, I don't even know how to describe it, a tasting menu, yep. basically very expensive. But I'm like, that's an experience for me. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, that's super cool. And that's something that they'll never forget versus, yep. yeah, going to Applebee's or whatever, a quick, easy uh, restaurant that anybody could go to doesn't have the same appeal. No, I have a great Travail story, actually. Do you? Yeah. Let's hear it. We had a... Uh, three guys that had sold a, a investment property together. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, they bought it when they were single, all married now. So mm -hmm. we're going out to celebrate selling the investment property. So it was eight of us, right? Each couple. And two of the couples canceled like the day of. Oh no. They both had issues with kids and stuff and couldn't yep. make it. So the clients call us and say, do you want to just cancel, reschedule? And we're like, no, we're still going. And you have to buy tickets to Travail. Yes. So you are. We already had the tickets ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're like, so he's like, oh well, you guys can invite some people, you know. And he, we're like, no, why don't you invite people? So they inv invited four of their, you know, two other couples with them. We had an awesome night. Yeah. So much fun. Lots of tequila. <laughs> Lots of tequila. <laughs> well, we had. That's when they used to do the boot. I don't know. They used to do oh. a boot of beer, and you would okay. you would order a boot of beer, and then you'd you'd take the first sips of it, and then it would get passed around the restaurant. Nice. Yeah. This is before COVID. This is before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is actually the origin of COVID. Exactly. <laughs> the boot at Travail. The boot at Travail. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Wuhan. Being <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Travail. Uh, but no. Uh, so ended up. We had a great night, and. Guess what happened? Hmm, I wonder. Those other two couples eventually did a lot of business with us as well yep. over the years. Yep. I think anytime you can have a life experience with somebody, that just like deepens that relationship beyond anything that else you can really do. Like no matter how many marketing emails you send or how many times I see you on social media or any of this stuff, if they remember, well, I got to go to Travail with Julie and Dan. Yep. It's done. Game over. They're yep. going to work with you forever. Yeah. You know, because oh. who else has done that for them? Right. Yeah. No one. And a lot of people, like, we we like to do, like, it's fun to go out on, like, weeknights because then they go to work the next day and yeah. people ask them what they, you know. It's that calculated stuff, Julie. I love it. <laughs> it's But that but that's the stuff that a lot of people that are in the industry don't get. Like, it's like, yes, you're doing it because you're a genuine person. You want to have fun with these people. Like, you love it. It's what you live for. But there's also, like some calculation behind some of it right? absolutely like you have yeah to, it's a business so don't be ashamed to like i'm gonna do this on a weekday so that they talk about it at work like yeah that's that's smart that's yeah. not selfish that's not you know what i mean no and you have to like i i always think like how would i what would happen if well, how would i want it to be if i went out you know right. we always order a bunch of appetizers and desserts mm -hmm. and we make it like really like we're not just going out and you're ordering your one entree and that's it yeah because that's how I like when we go out me and Daniel that's what we do yep you know so we want it to be special we want it to be over the top for people and because that's just fun and it's fun for us like I don't know like I just we love totally. I love what we do yeah and 
again, maybe if you don't love people, that it wouldn't be. But like, why not make what you do so much fun? Totally. If I if I could choose how to spend my evenings, it would be out with our clients at restaurants. Yep. I agree 100. percent It's so fun. I said it last night. I took a team member out. Yep. But like, it was a blast. Like, it's just and and they don't get to do it that often. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Usually that's the that's the thing. Like, if you're a top producing agent, you're usually able to go to some nice things every now and then, where other people don't ever yeah. get to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, it's funny. Uh, at the gift of the shift, uh, Brady, my team member, came and he got to meet you guys for the first time. But you talked a little bit about this, and then we were discussing it after. He's like, I think I'm going to take my client out to like Baltimore, like a nice steak dinner because they have never, they haven't had a nice meal in three years, yep. you know? And I'm like, absolutely. You should like, that's exactly the right play versus a closing gift or something. Like yep. just take them out. And he did it, got a referral like within a week and they're, they text all the time. They're like friends, but they like met via Zillow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the, that's the magic behind what you're saying. Like give people food, have memorable experiences with them and like they probably will be a client for life yep absolutely. just from that just from that yeah that's where the bar is at in our industry i know it's it's really sad it is yeah. really sad so um what other like maybe a couple other things you can touch on for experience whether it's uh after the fact or maybe during the transaction you do anything that's really memorable yeah so during the transaction we have a real like we it's very systematized mm-hmm. um so everything is a process we are transaction staff has I think we have like 30 steps to our like under contract process where mm-hmm. we're sending them emails, videos about their next steps, what they have to do, what we have to take care of. And these are all pre-recorded. Yep. Right. The yeah the video is all pre-recorded. Um, the emails are all templated. They, what CRM do you use? So we're we use Realvolve right now. Realvolve. Well, our CRM is Sierra for yep. our contacts, but Realvolve does all of our transaction management. Okay. Where are the videos get? sent out from and yeah we're in the process of we're probably gonna switch to open to close okay so we're working on that well people want listening look into those because if she uses it it's got to be yeah real valve is it's a little slow our issue right now is um we're waiting for uh email to load for a minute and anything is slow when you sell 400 houses a year (laughs) (laughs) just sell us how you know sent give us some of your scraps and we'll take a few just kidding. Um, but okay, so yeah, automation. Yeah, so and everybody knows, everybody in our organization, everybody in our staff knows that. And I base it off of a lot of stuff that I've been through with other people, mm-hmm. like other businesses, other services, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Why are you asking me that question? Right. So our staff knows that they're supposed to take care of everything they can for those clients mm-hmm. before they ask those clients or tell those clients. So if it's an issue, they're supposed to take care of it before the clients find out about it or right. know about it. Um, you know, I look at it like if my insurance agent were to send me something and says, I want you to review these documents and get back to me. It's like, no, I want to jump on a phone call with you and you tell me what right. what it says. And Or better yet, here's a video explaining Exactly. Yes. Ahead of time. Let me know if you have any questions. I'd be like, nope, that was perfect. Yep. So our process, how we built it, is that we take the most stress off the client as possible. Yeah. Um, Like when we're listing a property, we're really, really big on helping them um, improve the property before we put on the market. Mm -hmm. So we have a whole team. We have an interior designer that goes out, walks the house, tells them what to do if they're going to be living in the house, what to do with their stuff. Uh, Which, by the way, we implemented into our business. But the first time I ever heard of a home stager was when we did a deal together uh, in Coon Rapids. 
Um, I can't remember the address now, but it was my first experience with you. I think one of the only ones we did. I think we only did a few when you were out there selling. But I remember you saying something like, well, like, we got to coordinate with the stager because there's furniture in the house. And I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I just, I hadn't been exposed to that before. You know what I mean? And, like, that opened my mind to, like, oh, there's, like, other things I can provide to my clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you guys were doing, I'm telling you, you were doing things before a lot of people were back then, you know, Um, which I'm sure you stole from somebody. Exactly. We all steal from everybody. That's the whole point. Rip off and duplicate. Right. Um, Okay. What else? Any any other, like, I mean, we're talking about automation. We um, just implemented this. We've been doing it for probably for about two or three months now. But it's um, for during the process. We do a lot of stuff after the process, after we close. But for during the process, it's called a surprise and delight campaign that mm-hmm. we're doing. And our our transaction, our, our listing staff, or our transaction staff, um, they're – we really want them to also build a relationship with the client. Yeah. So their goal is to also build a relationship with the client, get to know them, get to learn about them. And at some point throughout, so for everybody, for our, our um, transactions, the team transactions, they're supposed to gift them something throughout the transaction before it like closes, like because mm-hmm. we do stuff after closing. But this is at some point throughout the transaction that would be like a wow moment for them. It's little tiny, like so people are like, oh, I can't keep on, like I know a lot of people out there, it's, expenses are tight it's hard we do 25 dollars like a file yep and they have to come up with but their goal like they're supposed to come up with something that is like meaningful to that person so it's not like a 25 dollars starbucks card they can't do that yep they have to like think of something outside the box you know so like on one the other day erica sent the clients um she knows that they love drinking wine so she sent them like two really cool wine glasses you know at a certain point in the transaction where she knew like it was like we had passed some, a milestone on something we'd passed right. the appraisal or yeah. that kind of thing that's awesome what yeah. uh do you mind sharing like the company you use for any of that we're doing it us. you're doing it so like you go pick it out at like the store and then box it up yeah we usually it's something we can order online we do a lot of etsy stuff etsy okay. so yep yeah, so a lot that that the staff's on there they're picking stuff out like we did a little like um we had siblings that were selling their parents house they did a little like we sent the picture of the property in and they did little like cards that had the you know the property drawn on it and stuff. so how do you how do they find out about this stuff if they're just the staff like that's because they're in they're in contact with the clients a lot so and they just like have a conversation like yes. they're talking yes hey, so how's your day and yep. they just say a few things right yep yep okay. we want them to dig deep on like and then we do have them fill out a form when they right. first come as a client so they're filling out a form about you know, all their personal info, their hobbies. We ask what restaurants they love, what sports teams they like, yeah. you know, what are they, what their other kids' names, do they have any pets? So we're trying to find out as much information about yeah. them as possible. We code all that into our CRM so they get tags for everything. Oh, okay. So if someone love loves the Vikings, in our CRM, everybody that put down they love the Vikings, there's a Vikings tab. Yes. And then we could pull, like if I had Vikings tickets, then I could pull – from our CRM, everybody that had said Vikings, yeah. and then it's an opportunity to call some of them up and say, hey, yeah. we have tickets. Do you want to go with us? That's amazing. Yeah. Am I on that list? Because I should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put Just you, so you know, on there with the Vikings Vikings day. lover. <laughs> okay. Um, and one other thing I'll touch on that I think you guys do really, really well, especially like Daniel, and I'm, I'm sure the rest of your team members do this, but like every week, Daniel sends a video Yes. Like a, like an actual real video update on the file, or just like saying hi. Um, it's not like an automated thing, and he's selling using BombBomb, I think, right? Yep. 
Um, but like that is for how busy Daniel is. He sells how many houses a year, roughly? Oh my gosh, one um, fifty, maybe. That... Yeah, like last year he sold eighty million in volume. Okay, so he's busy, yeah. right? And then he's doing all this other stuff with you, the um, the, the TV show, all this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, wearing toad socks is just crazy. But um, anyways, he he does not have a lot of time. No. But he still makes time to do this. On my birthday, you guys sent me a quick video. You were out to eat. <laughs> yeah. And like, and it's not, and that's the thing I, I want to get across to people. Like, it doesn't have to be this professional video in a podcast studio with a cool background. Like, you guys were at a restaurant. You're just like, hey, just wanted to wish you happy birthday. Have a great day. Like, that was cool. I, If I am a client, you know, I'm like, that is awesome. Because being in our industry, we know a lot of people. You know how many people sent me a video text that day? Like, three mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean yep Daniel was one of them and how I mean in, in, in our industry everybody's everybody's telling people to do video mm-hmm. nobody's and still doing nobody's it. doing it because it takes time and it takes like oh I have to get on camera and all that stuff and it's like you know what? it doesn't have to be perfect guys like just stop worrying about it and just do it because it's better than like what 99% of everyone else is actually doing absolutely and that includes not even in real estate just in life like yeah. people don't genuinely take time to like say hi to people you no. know what I mean um, so I think that that's another little thing for your experience. I would guess maybe you were going to touch on is like just the, the updated weekly videos. Yep. And they know when they're going to get it. And we send, you know, he, it's a video that's a rundown of everything. We sell, send it to listings, buyers, anybody that's in transaction with us. Um, like, but on the listings ones, it's sent out with a link with to their Zillow, you know, like what they're getting for our online views on ZillowRealtor.com, all mm-hmm. the different websites. So it has a lot of other info that goes along with it mm-hmm. because especially I think agents are learning now. I mean, the last three years you haven't had to worry about keeping sellers updated because the house would sell yeah. right away. Talking about price improvements. Like, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. But now we have to do that. Yes, we you do. Know? And we, I come from a market where it wasn't, <laughs> it was normal for a $180,000 house to sit on the market for, you know, seven months. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, like teaching my team about price improvements this last six months. It was just wild. Yeah. Know, they're like, wait, I've never done that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, so, yeah, things are changing, and, and those weekly updates and all the things you guys do obviously keeps the referral machine churning. And it's, um, it's good, too. Like, if you want, if you need to talk about a, to seller about a price reduction, you can send the video, get all the info out there on why you think the price reduction should happen, and then they get to watch it. They get to internalize it. They get to think about it before they respond back to you. I say that all the time. It's like I I always I send like a like a video via email with a bunch of explanation data, but like I like doing that because it they they need to listen first. They can't just be waiting to interrupt you and be like, well, hold on, I'm not reducing the price. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, that's fine. Let's talk about it, but listen to this first. Yeah. Right. Because then they they actually have the factual information to make an educated decision. Yeah. Not an emotional one. Yep. So, yeah, I love that. Um, you have a great detailed uh, email that you update your Mine's almost with. too detailed <laughs> to, uh, to explain to my team members sometimes, but it's like you're asking people to give away money in their mind, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I just always want to be really ultra prepared. Yeah. Um, but, okay, and we only have a little bit of time left, so I want to make sure I get to some other stuff. But any last, like, little piece with your experience that we didn't cover you want to, like, hit on? Just the keeping, like, we do we do a lot of um, events. So just really keeping in touch with clients. Yeah. Um, we have people that have come to our events that haven't even done anything with us in 20 years, but they're still coming. And I know when they will do something, they're going to – it's just a way to keep in 
relationship with people, Mm -hmm. the bigger you grow, the harder it is to do with everybody. Mm -hmm. So we do four events a year, um, looking to do even more, Mm -hmm. um, as we grow and as time goes on, but they're just really, really important to us. And we look, I mean, every quarter we have an event, so we're seeing people. Talk to the agents out there, including myself, that don't have a ton of success getting people to show up for events. Like I, I, I routinely have a good turnout for like a movie theater event that we do. That's always a fun one. Lots of people come to that, but like other events that we've tried, um, they don't seem to get a a ton of turnout sometimes. Like, is there something specifically that you've figured out that gets people to show up? So, I mean, we, we do a lot of, we do, uh, they get a mailed invite for every event mailed invite so they get it still i still think like snail mail is so important because again like a lot of people aren't doing it doing it yeah so they get a mailed event mailed invite in the in the mail they get an email invite as well Mm -hmm. and then text invite at all um we have and we haven't sometimes just we we did one and then our crm wasn't (laughs) allowing us to do one and so we've we've done them uh, we do multiple reminders all the way up to the event. How far in advance do you invite people? Uh, we would love to try to get out two months in advance. Two months. Sometimes okay. that doesn't happen, but two months that it's a first invite, and then it's like every two weeks from then we're doing in updates, and like then we're always doing like right now our we did our final last call. We have our fall event coming up in a couple weekends. Mm-hmm. Last call to RSVP. Uh, so, and then documenting a lot of it, like we do a lot of documenting of it and sharing it on, um, social. Yep. So maybe that like, if they missed out on it, you want to create that, like, I want to go to the next event that right. looks so cool. Is it just on social or do you end up sending that video out to everybody saying, Hey, thanks for coming. I don't think, we, I don't know that we've done that, but that's a okay. good idea. We should send the video out to everybody. Yeah. Make me more jealous that they weren't there. Exactly. Yeah. You missed out. Cause the f- FOMO, fear of missing out, is a is a big deal for a lot of people. And calling them. <clears throat> so sometimes we'll, if we have the time, we we will do like a team calling event, staff calling yeah. event to call and invite people and say, hey, did you get the invite? Yeah. And that's a great. If you have a smaller database, that's a really great way Easy to just touch. touch base with people. Yeah. And also, I also say don't get too bent out of shape about the people that don't come. Because they saw it. They saw your invite as a touch point with them. Yep. They don't know if you had 10 people there or 400 people there. Right. So. No, I agree. 100%. It's the easiest touch point. Yep. So. Cool. Well, um, really quick, I want you to touch on this one because I, I think this is a, just a cool thing for people to just put in the back of their minds to someday when they're a badass be able to do this. But. <laughs> Talk about your like number one like hack or routine or just something in your personal life that has made the biggest difference for maybe just your life in general or how you can juggle so many things at once. Like, what is that for you? Well, it's leverage, and we use a lot of leverage in our business. And mm-hmm. I think as you grow in your business world, you realize that the only way to grow is through leverage. Mm-hmm. But you really need it in your personal life. Yep. Uh, so I we have a uh, like a house assistant. Yep. Uh, you have a house na- management a nanny for Daniel. Daniel calls it my <laughs> nanny. I'm like, I don't have a nanny, but yeah. Um, but like taking care of all that stuff that, you know, and stuff like I don't mind doing laundry. Actually, sometimes I find it, you know, relaxing, Yeah. but it is not the best use of my time when I look at my hourly rate of no. what I should be do. So I would rather be working or spending time with my friends and family. Well, this is how you can go out for dinner four nights a week, 
maybe five yep. with your clients is because you have the leverage at home. Yes. Yep. You know? So just think of anything you can leverage that way. So, I mean, the house manager does our laundry, um, does our like cleans up. Like we do a lot of entertaining at our house. Mm-hmm. So I'll maybe do some of the dishes before I go to bed, mm-hmm. but she'll come in and pick all the rest of the stuff up, pick everything up. You know, we have a house cleaner that comes every two weeks, but yeah. that's not helpful for like when you have people over right. for dinner. Uh, she goes through our mail, she pays our bills, she runs our errands, she organizes our like life, yeah. you know, organizes the pantry, organizes everything. Yeah. So uh, taking care of all that stuff so you don't have to stress out about it and you can focus on other things. And like, I don't need you to share what, like how much this person gets paid, but I'm guessing when you look at the amount of money that it's creating for you, it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I get, I get it. Like, I've talked to people, and they're like, well, I really like mowing my lawn, you know? And I know. Like, I hear that, too. Yeah, and like, I get that. But do you like mowing your lawn more than hanging out with your kids? That's So that's why I stopped mowing my lawn, was that exact thing. I'm like, you know, I'm really good at mowing the lawn. Yep. I like a nice-looking yard, but I also like seeing my kids way more than I like mowing the lawn. Yep. And with our industry, you can't waste time on things that someone else could do. Nope. You just can't. Yep. If you want to be a top producer, if you just want to sell 15, 20 houses a year, I think you could juggle everything if you really want to. Yeah. But the people that want to get to that level, like you just got to start behaving that way, in yep. my opinion. Um, okay. So we're going to get into a quick lightning round. Okay. Um, so first off, like anybody that's been listening till now, everything that Julie just said was absolutely a home run like and i think julie uh would would echo what i'm about to say if you ever have questions if you want help with that type of stuff we're always here to absolutely. to offer a, a helping hand don't feel like you can't reach out i know like some my team members are like can i actually like message julie can i like talk to daniel i'm like yeah they're just people yeah. like then they're fun nice people but like i know it's kind of intimidating sometimes if you're if you don't know julie or myself like we're we're here to help. We yep. really will. We maybe we don't respond immediately, but we'll get to you and uh, would would be happy to to clue you in on a couple little things, share our processes with you, whatever. So, is that true? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. So, quick lightning round: overrated, underrated. These are um, in relation to the real estate world. Okay. So, just give a quick answer, and then maybe okay. if you want to give a quick explanation, you can, or it could just be quick: overrated, underrated. Okay. But uh, I think a lot of people just in the industry uh, get really wrapped up into a bunch of things or maybe have uh, different viewpoints of certain things. And it's like, you know, let's just see what a top producer would say about this stuff. Is this really important or not? Yeah. So uh, first one I wrote down was investment properties in general for you. Underrated. Underrated. And why? I just think it's one of the easiest ways to build wealth. Yeah. It's a great exit strategy, right? If you're if your brokerage doesn't support a certain business model where you do have an exit strategy, it's really the only one. And and how can you advise your clients on buying investment properties if you don't do it yourself? Right. Yeah. I 100% agree. Uh, listing presentations. Underrated. Underrated. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think a listing presentation is so important. It's probably one of the things that we have the most dialed in in our business. Mm-hmm. And our listing presentation is extensive. Yes. And I I truly think that if anybody sat down with any of us at DeRoche Realty Group, did a, someone did a listing presentation with them, the only reason they wouldn't choose to work with us was because they didn't like the personality of that agent. Right. I don't think or it's they wanted of, to pay like three percent. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> it's not because of a lack of us delivering 
a product and delivering our services and explaining to them in the listing presentation. I agree. I've always been a huge listing presentation guy. I think as you get more successful in the industry, there's less that people need to hear from you sometimes, you know, Um, but for most agents, like don't, don't uh, underestimate the power of being very thorough because most agents aren't. I hear that all the time. They're like, this is the most thorough I've ever seen. I'm like, this is what we do. Yeah. I'm shocked when I meet with people and they're like, oh, I met with someone else and they didn't, they didn't go show over any of this. I know. It's really? Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, sunset photos for listings. Um, like in the middle on in that. In the middle. <laughs> Neutral. <laughs> you do it great if not. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is, this actually, is, well, I'll do, I'll do both of these separately then. So um, working in the office. Oh. That is overrated for me because okay. I am not an office person. Okay. I don't thrive in an office what environment. What about newer agents? Underrated, underrated. for newer agents. Because okay. I just, you know, when I started, I worked in the office all the time. That's, me too. That's like osmosis of learning from other people and hearing what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it depends on where you are in your your journey of real estate. and But I think if you're new, you should definitely be going into the office. Okay. Working at home. I I like working at home, but I think a lot you have to be a person that can work at home and be able to shut off all the rest of the stuff going on. Right. Or you have to know that you're working all day and all night at home mm-hmm. and fitting in the stuff that you have to do in the mm-hmm. meantime. But yeah, I think working from home and saying I'm going to work from home and from nine to five, but I'm going to do my laundry and do all my other stuff in between, you're not really working eight right. hours at home. Right. I agree. So. Yeah. It depends what you define working. Yes. Uh, real estate conferences and panels. Um, I think they're a little underrated. Um, it's, I'm, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I think people can overdo them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just going to conferences and then not implementing. Right. So my goal is if I go to something, I need to implement stuff from it. And if I haven't implemented stuff from that, I'm not going to another one until I've implemented. Well, and how often if you go to one, do you just go and then leave? Like I would say if you're going and just leaving, that's kind of silly to me. It's like, if I'm going to go, uh, if I can't talk to this person that really said something that resonated with me in person, I'm going to message them after and be like, yep. Hey, I really got this point was amazing. Would you mind jumping on the zoom with me later? Or, uh, do you want to meet up and talk, uh, over a coffee just so I can learn a little bit more from you. Right. I, I just feel it's like it's a relation. Yeah. Like we just, we, uh, we were just in Montana. Yeah. For, I know an event that you it was right on my birthday. I couldn't make. It. I know. Although oh. it sounds like I didn't, I didn't avoid or I avoided the bus conundrum again because we had a fun bus experience in we did Mexico. We Mexico. Yes. Um, and the border crossing and all sorts of stuff, which is a whole another story. And then you guys went to Montana, and one bus set, got set on fire. Set on fire. And yeah. And another bus got stuck on the freeway or highway. Or um. Something. It just yeah on on a road. Uh. It was you know. <laughs> It was literally teetering, like, you know, wheels. You could roll them. Like, So, Kyle and Dan, you're forbidden from involving buses in any more events. Hey, I told Kyle it was a lot better than the border incident in Mexico. That is a story for another day. That is a fantastic story. But it was great to go to that, to listen. But then the, the, the better part of it was just the relationship building with the other people there and learning like the really nitty gritty stuff yeah. about their business. It's those side conversations yes. that where the magic happens, I yes. think. Yeah. Um, buyer consultations. 
Uh, underrated. Severely underrated. Really underrated. Everybody I've had on here says the same thing. So if you're not doing buyer consults, what are you doing? Exactly. Do them. Yep. It eliminates so many problems down the road. Have a presentation. Yep. Have an actual presentation. It's going to take an hour, guys. Okay. So, like, Buy sorry. them food while you're doing it. Yes. I did <laughs> one at uh, a restaurant the other day. It was like yeah. two hours. We were just hanging out. Yep. It was great. Love it. Um, real estate teams. Um, I think they're underrated. Yeah. I think it's going to be the wave. I think you're either going to be on a team or you're going to have to be a really amazing single agent yeah. to survive. Or like a really niche yeah. agent that's like got an in on something like that's what you do. So much easier for a, t- a team to provide more service to cl- to um, buyers and sellers right? as the industry gets more complicated and there's more stuff you can do. Yeah. And I think it's just really going to be really hard for single solo agents to compete. I agree. Multiple offer situations. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're uh, underrated for sellers and yeah, overrated for buyers. On which side, right? <laughs> yeah. I just, I, uh, I, I think when you hear like, oh, they're in multiples, you're just like kind of jealous, you know, like if you're not the yeah. listing agent. Yeah. But you know how much work goes into doing that the right way yeah. on the listing side and like actually leveraging all the other offers to get the best one and like it's a it's a whole weekend it's it is. not it's not a one hour thing and so while i would take that any single time i always just kind of feel like it's a little overrated because it, people just assume it's easy and it's like oh well you sold a house in 48 hours and like that was super easy cool you get a paycheck it's like do you know i literally worked for all 48 of those hours yeah like <laughs> not easy and yeah you have to be advising your sellers correctly and you should be leveraging them. i mean there's a lot of people that i never even hear from them again no. after i submit an offer it's so frustrating yes. i'm like hey help me help you like exactly what do we got to do to win um just submit your best yeah like for the love of God, tell me what we need to do mm-hmm. or close to what we need to do so I can go to bat for you. And we always come back to top three, usually. I mean, depending on how many offers we are, but yes. we'll come back. You're in the top three. Yep. Is there anything else you want to do to right. make your offer better? And usually they'll say, what do we need to yeah. do? Right? Once they know people know that they're in, they're up at the top, then they they'll usually move a little bit more. Yep. Um, where, um, where an agent hangs their license, like the brokerage of choice is it overrated or underrated underrated think so yeah okay very important so here's my take i just feel like okay julie d right you go to any brokerage pick one yeah i feel like you'd be successful yep so that's why i feel like it's maybe slightly overrated i think the right brokerage can enhance your business but if you're gonna be a top producer if you're gonna win i think you could probably do it anywhere am i wrong um i just feel like it's the people you surround yourself with yeah so you know, we made a brokerage change and it did really impact our business because it changed who we surrounded ourselves with and right. we were able to grow uh, way quicker than we would have been, I think, without being at the new brokerage. That we I, I agree 100%. The right brokerage enhances things a lot quicker. Yep. I just don't want people to think like, well, if I'm at this brokerage, I can't be successful. Like, No, it's, it's, it's not going you. to. It's on, Yes, it's on absolutely. You. Your brokerage... I don't want to say it doesn't do a whole lot, but it it's just a place to hang your license and it's on you to do, to take advantage of the opportunities there. But there are other brokerages that have more opportunities to do different things, yep. right? Would that be fair? Yep. Um, well, which, is, which leads me to the next one I wrote down, EXP Realty, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Underrated. 
so underrated. Full disclosure, we are business partners at EXP Realty. Um, so by no means is this a sales pitch, but explain, like, give me one reason why you feel it's underrated that people may not know. I just think a lot of people are spinning their wheels out there, trying to grow, trying to get, especially now with the market and how challenging it's becoming and going to become. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can, if they, the join EXP and they join the right group, uh, they can learn so much like there's just a lot of like when we made the transaction we were kind of plateaued and we were trying to get to the next level mm-hmm. and within the three weeks of me trying to figure out if we should go to exp or not and we had we were meeting with kyle and dan yep uh we were talking about earlier i learned more about what we could do to grow than i had at our previous yeah. brokerage that first contact with this group is just like my mind explodes and it wasn't it was like giving here here's our playbook for this here's like here is what we did here's all the mistakes we made here's what like don't make these don't do this it's like oh it's just a fast track so 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 much faster getting where you need to go if you are growth mindset and you want to plug in yep now if that's not who you are as a um a realtor maybe it's not the right place for you yeah but but i think most people whether it's growing their team growing whatever just growing in units growing individual growing as a person there's something for everyone and that's why it's awesome but like um oh my gosh i was thinking of an example while you were talking and now i'm drawing a blank but oh um i made a post the other day and it 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 kind of you know i just turned 37 um (laughs) to me i'm like getting close to 40 i was reflecting a little bit and i was like i was sitting there and i i was like thinking about where my life was even like a couple years back you know and i'm just like I think a lot of people on the outside looking in are like, oh, Tyler has been super successful in real estate. And it's like, well, I've been successful in production and, and lots of stuff like that, but I, it, it's a lonely business. It's very, yes. you know, you're, you're, you're a, you got to self-start every day. You get kicked in and just kicked down and, and uh, you lose some days. Like it just happens. And so I made a post and it was, I'm proud to say that I'm in business with, I think at the time it was like 77 real estate agents that were all tied together um, through an incentive program through our brokerage that like we are affecting each other's lives financially. Yep. Okay. Just on the base level, way more than financially, but on the base level, there's a, there's something happening between all 77 of those people that all kind of help each other grow financially. And then I said, and two years ago, after being in the industry for 10 years, I was in business with one person, me. Mm-hmm. Even having a team, they're not technically in business with me when, when you're at a different brokerage. They're just on the team. Yep. And so like that was that's the biggest eye opener to me is like, oh, I don't have to do this by myself. Like there's another way. Oh, so yeah. Love it. Um a couple more. And I know you gotta run days off. Overrated, underrated? Uh I think they're under I mean underrated. I think people need to take take days off to yeah. you know recoup and some agents are like recharge overrated don't need a day off so i just i think you'll burn out i mean i don't think it's ever like i'll always take a call and stuff like i'm totally. not like turning my phone off on a day off yeah. but to have a day without appointments so you can recharge i think it's very important um boy being a team leader hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say overrated. I don't even know what Julie's going to say, but I and, think and it's over. I, I agree. I think like people the like, perception. Yeah. Like, I, like I, on the outside looking in uh, other realtors. People romanticize it. They it's, think it's like it's not money everywhere and like 
whatever they think, right? Yep. And it's like, you know how hard it is to grow a team, to retain team members, to implement systems, to spend money on things that, you know, you'd like to not touch all this profit, but but you got to you gotta add things to, to grow your team. And like, sometimes they don't go perfect. Exactly. There's know? a lot of risk and there's a Tons lot of, of stress. And you're affecting a lot of people's lives. Yep. So that is the one benefit to like not having a team is the only person's life you're going to affect really is yours. Yep. As a team leader, you got 50 people plus 15 admin. You have roughly 70 people in your life that one move, right right or wrong, one thing you say on Twin Cities Live, that could be, <laughs> you know, one one pass at Ben Lieber <laughs> yes. could be misinterpreted, right? And then it's like, oh, that affects everybody here. It does. Yeah. It's a, it's a very big responsibility and not everybody should become a team leader. No. And, and don't do it for money. No. In my opinion. Or if, even if you're a great realtor, sometimes being a great realtor and running a team are two different things. I think within at least our business models, being a, like someone that sells 50 to 100 houses could easily be a team member yep. and make more money Yes, and yep. have less responsibilities. Yep. And so if, if I would have been aware of the business model that currently exists, I don't know if I would have ever even started a team, to be honest. Like when I, if I look back, mm-hmm. um, I started a team because I needed to, to grow. Yep. But I could have easily grown through business model uh, that EXP has, for yeah. example, where it's business partners versus team members. I think everybody needs a little helping hand, but um, not everybody should run a 50-person team. No. Mm-mm. So, well, with that, Julie, I know you have to run. So um, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, I learned a lot. It was a lot of good reminders, too, for me, like just little things that you kind of, that things get, 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 just get lost sometimes. Um, so I hope anybody else out there watching or listening picked up some things. I'm sure you did. And like I said earlier, please feel free to reach out to either of us for, for any follow-ups on this stuff. Where can people find you? How would you like them to reach out to you? Uh, they can uh, DM on Instagram or okay. DRealTG. Uh, and you, Instagram. like, monitor that? You're on that? Yeah. Well, yes. They'll get it to you. They'll get it to me. Your yeah. people. My, my their people will talk to your people. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, or uh, email. Daniel's email nanny will make sure that you get the message. It's <laughs> our marketing person. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, please feel free to reach out to her. You can uh, DM me as well anytime. Uh, find me on any social media. I can't really hide from any of you. Um, but yeah. So again, hope everybody got something from this. Julie, thanks again for joining. Thanks for a great first podcast yeah, experience. I know. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm always going to be your first for you podcast. <laughs> Um, But anyways, thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye.